Okay, so hello and welcome to Hairdresser Strong show. And uh, my name is Robert. And uh, will you please introduce yourself and let us know where you're at in your career? Um, sure. Um, my name is Haiti Gonzalez. I am a graduate from Paul Mitchell School. And um, you said right now, what am I doing now? Yeah. yeah. Um, right now I'm working for a pharmacy um, company as a telemarketer and contact center specialist and um, kind of trying to see and feel out what my next steps are in my career as a hairdresser. Um, but this is what's okay. in the belt for right now. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that, especially in the right, right now, especially. Especially. Um, okay, well, the purpose of this show is to uh, discuss important topics a new or transforming stylist must understand to be successful. And then we like to, I like to end it with a laugh. So Haiti, you're, uh, how long, how long ago did you graduate, uh, hair school? I graduated hair school in August of 2020. Have you interviewed in any salons? I have, I have interviewed in a, interviewed in a couple so far. Okay. For me, um, something that really stands out to me is education. Um, I think that it's so important for salons to invest in their stylists and really hear out what the stylist's goals are in their skill set. Um, for me, I feel like um, I'm a pretty well-rounded stylist, but I, I do have many questions about mm, perming and chemical um, processes, um, blonding systems, um, what type of um, hair color they're using, do they provide education for that type of product, um, what is their, what is, how do they help their stylists grow in the salon, and um, if they grow, is that, is that rewarded in some way, are you, um, is there some place that you can end up if you really try really hard to educate yourself and sign up for all these classes? I really believe in advancement. And if a salon is um, going to invest in me, then I will feel compelled to invest in the salon and grow within the salon as a stylist and stay there and not just learn what I want to learn and leave. You know what I mean? I love this. I totally love that. I, did you, uh, during, the, during your, the interviews that you did have, uh, did you relay that information as explicitly as you did just now? I did. I um, I remember one um, very nice uh, lady that owned her salon. She told me that she did um, offer classes, but because of the pandemic, that was put on hold. And yeah. um, I'm actually hearing that a lot. A lot of salons are not really doing classes or doing many things like that right now because there's just not really a way to do it. Well, during that time, I guess. Right. Now things are a little yeah. easier, but it's not the same as it was before. Um, so I think they're still trying to figure yeah. that out. What about like, you know, let's just stay on the topic of like what you're looking for and we'll go back to the interviewing process. Um, since you mentioned, it sounded like the most important thing to you was education. Uh, and then the secondary important thing, or maybe they're mutually exclusive, you tell me, is the opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. um, would you say that those things are mutually exclusive or would you take a job at a place that didn't have any real, like when you talked about growth opportunity um, post-education, uh, what, what kind of responses did you get? Um, like well, uh, so if you were talking to a salon owner, 
what would they say that your op- your opportunity was? Well, when I asked about education um, and growth, they kind of just said, oh, yeah, we offer classes. And um, um, I hear a lot about the levels. So there's like the junior stylist, the mid stylist, and then the master stylist. So you can like progress into these levels the more, the more you know, and depending how many clients ask for you and your performance determines everything during your growth and which makes okay. sense. Um, so yeah. they have these growths and um, of course they have like that little um, time span of like three to six months, depending on you of training and mm-hmm. shadowing and all this stuff. So they would kind of just follow that outline. And I I'm seeing yeah. that almost in ev- everywhere, basically. It's like pretty common. Mm-hmm. right for sure yeah what about um and were you satisfied with that response uh or do you would you like a different response and if you would like a different response uh please like let's have that i want to i want to hear hear about it like if there could be a yeah first did you like did you like hearing that well or did you dislike hearing that and why i i wanted to hear something different Okay. And to be honest, I don't really know what it is because since I'm, a, I've never worked in a salon before, um, uh-huh. not a, not like a, a company or a corporate salon. I've worked in community salons and I've done hair at my house. I, I get the idea of a salon environment, but I want something different than that. I want something that will make me as a stylist stand out if I were to walk in into a a regular community salon. I want I want that brand to um, influence my style of doing hair. I want to okay. to to really like when people hear that I went to Paul Mitchell, they're expecting me to do hair the Paul Mitchell way because of the name, because of the training, and because of how how things are the Paul Mitchell way, right? So I want that same effect, that name, that company to offer me this branded education, this branded training that will make me stand out and make me look valuable to customers, to clients, to representative for, for, for product to make me look like, Oh, okay. She's, she's working for this, salon brand name this is very impressive i wonder what she knows i wonder what she doesn't know stuff like that okay i got a question um you're kind of touching on some stuff that i'm really interested in um (laughs) uh okay so you we were talking about education and then we were and then i we talked about uh opportunities for growth and um you, you, you gave you told me that people are t- giving you the response that you train and as you grow, you can grow up through the levels. And then I asked you if you'd want to hear something different than that. And you went back to education. So I'm wondering is like, um, let's say hypothetically you find a place that the, they have a branded education or, or a brand that's synonymous with quality. So where you could walk into any salon and get a job and, and stylists will look for you because of that brand is attached to your name. Okay. Let's say, let's say hypothetically you find that. Cause that's, that's a whole separate conversation. Uh, but, um, let's say you have that when it comes to growth, 
what do you imagine? Do you think that if you had that, then this level system and climbing through the level system based on your performance is, is a, is a, a growth or a response, like going back to my original question, like hearing that, hearing that response in terms of opportunity, um, do you think that that's an acceptable like way to grow or would you like, do you, can you, would you think that there might be a other options or another way or um, do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like it goes in two ways. I feel like there's either, there's either a generalized offer that's saying, oh yeah, my salon offers haircut classes and coloring classes and chemical classes. Right. Okay. But then there would be another type of way to approach it to say, we will sit down with you and ask you, what do you feel you're good at? What do you feel you need work on? What are your goals? Um, what do you want to become in this industry? How can we help you with that? And then once I reveal that to that person that is interested in me, like for an example, I would love to get into hair extensions or a Brazilian blowout, like a really good Brazilian blowout. Um, you know, get, get more familiar with, um, textured hair. Um, just like, just like, um, really narrow down on what I personally as a stylist want to work on. And then that person can say, okay, so let's come up with a plan. Let's come up with, um, a idea, uh, an outline of what your growth can look like within six months. If you stay okay. on track and if you stay committed to, um, you know, dedicating this time for us to provide these classes or this education for you, we can probably see you grow from here to here during this time. Are you, okay. does that, do, do you think that would work for you? And I feel like that would make me feel in a way secure saying, okay, I want this job or I, I want this position and I'm going to make the sacrifices and I'm going to provide the time to be here because they're giving me an opportunity to become a better version of myself professionally. I love, I love this answer. And I feel like uh, I would love to hear every single applicant to our salon to say something like that. And I'm sure all the salon owners I know would agree that this is the attitude that you're portraying is the attitude that uh, all salon owners want. Now, however, um, is a salon owner going to be able to attract you will depend on how they approach you and what type of uh how their education like whether or not their education is appealing to you that's what i'm hearing is that correct yes okay now what about the conversation about money so that's where things get a little confusing for me okay talk to um, me because what i'm used to is a lot of people providing or the community salons like i said i've worked in a community salon um, Latin salons, and most of the time, stylists make 50% of commission. And then, um, and then that's it. If you don't work, you don't make money. Um, so it's just, um, that's what I have seen. And a lot of my friends work that way. Um, a, a couple of my friends rent a chair, and then they keep 100% of what they earn, but they have to pay something weekly for that chair. Right. So I've noticed that when with like companies and chain salons, their way of paying is very different. They have like this system and depending on how long you've been there, how much money you make within the first couple of weeks, it's very, um, it gets a little bit more complicated. 
And okay. um, for me, when you complicate money, I get scared because it's more okay. for me to think about. It, it, if I can think about, okay, if I if I can if I can think in the air saying, if I if I have twenty clients today, five of those are going to be thirty dollar haircuts, and then ten of those can be root touch-ups and then you know a couple more can be highlights and maybe a, a couple blowouts I will make my goal for today right and if you ha- if I have that mindset every day I come into work and I say okay I need to I need to have this many clients this many services I'll be more I'll be more like I need to get this done what time is it okay I have like 30 minutes left of my appointment for my next one like I want it to be simple because as I'm working I'm doing the math. I'm keeping myself on time. But when you complicate things and you add this chart to me, and you're, you're, there's, there's this percentage, but then there's this other little decimal point over there. I get stressed. Yeah. I get, I get intimidated yeah. because I don't know really what I'm getting paid. I, I feel like if you can make a visual for me of what I'm doing and what I, and what I can do to make more money and push myself to get more clients in the salon, I will do it. If it's okay. very, if it's very clearly laid out to me and I see opportunity to, I'm like, okay, I had this client two weeks ago that um, mentioned to me about highlights. I'm going to give her a call, you know, personally give her a call. I will do that. If, if it's more complicated um, then I'm not going to be able to see it. I'm not going to be able to visualize it. I'm a very visual person. If someone could offer me a system where they can lay it out for me and then give me that opportunity to, to push for more, I will push yeah. for more. Be- How do you feel about, have you ever heard of like the sliding scale concept? And this might be what you're talking about when you said it's complex, mm-hmm. like it, like if you, okay, so you make, say you make 40%, but if you hit this number, you make 45%. Mm-hmm. Is that the complicated part that you're make, you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you're like an attractive salon is a salon that has some sort of brand. And, um, and that is interesting because that sounds like it's going to be completely uh, subjective to your taste of the brand because like different brands could have different aesthetics. They have different language, they have different attitude and tone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that's important. Now, how do you decipher whether or not you like a, the brand of the company? Like, well, for me, for me, what's really important to me is my aesthetic. Um, I, I have the goal to okay. one day own my own brand, own my own company, own my own everything. And I, okay. it's really important to me to really support what my aesthetic is because that's what my clients and also my friends look at when it comes to me. They, when they see me or when they get to know my brand, they think, you know, glitter, pink, girly, glamorous things, right? And yeah. I have hold on to that aesthetic for a very long time and um, it's been working for me. Um, when they want to feel glamorous, they look for me. Um, so I am trying to look for a salon that will support that um, aesthetic, that when they come into the salon, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the salon that I envision Haiti being in. Um, okay. And also, I look for 
a salon that supports individuality, um, you know, people being their own, their own stylist, like their own personality and their own artist. Um, yeah. I think that's really important to be able to have that freedom of expression with their art and with themselves. Um, and I feel like if a client comes into a salon with that type of environment, they're going to be comfortable coming into that type of a salon. I can bring anybody in my chair and they'll feel yeah. like they belong there, which is important totally. to me. Yeah. Um, and then the value is their mission. What are, what is, what is the, the salon's goal? What are, what do they want to do with, with their company and with their brand? Are they, do they have their own product? Where do they start off from? Maybe they'll, okay they'll be able to inspire me or offer me experience in their growth. So it could just jumpstart mine. So I so guess I'm just like, a, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I, just so you know, when I look down, I'm just taking notes. Okay. So okay. keep going. I, I don't want you to think I'm like distracted. I'm totally listening. <laughs> okay. But, um, I, but I, I definitely, I definitely um, feel like, it's more of like, I'm a scratch your back and you're going to scratch my back. If, if I am able to help your salon grow, I want, I want you to help me understand what growth looks like within a salon. What, what, what are the things that you have to think about when you want to grow, um, when you want your um, stylist to change brand or when you want to change your aesthetic? What does that process look like? Um, what does changing prices look like or introducing a new brand to a salon? I want to see those transactions. I want to see how um, salons go through those different phases because that's something I can learn. I can use in my life when I, I got you. decide. Okay. I get, I'm getting, you now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you want to, or expect to do some amount of training before going on the floor at a salon? Why or why not? How long do you think it will take to train to get on the floor and why? So basically, like, how long will it take me to get there? What are your thoughts about that? I feel like when it comes to training, it really depends on the person when it comes to the hair industry, because everybody learns at different rates. Um, and it depends what you're doing, right? For me personally, um, for what training will look like for me is to shadow one of the best stylists in your salon. Um, I want to learn from the best. And I also want to learn from, from who your favorite is, um, who does this better. I want to know what you're looking for when you hire me. And then I want you to sh make me shadow what you're looking for and what you like about your, your already established clients. I mean, stylists. And Okay. Um, well, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, okay. Um, and I think that would probably take just until I feel comfortable saying, you know what, I want to try this. I want to try this on my own. When I feel ready, when I feel confident, and then and then we can like touch base. And I'll tell you why I feel confident what I've learned. And then I'll show you with a model maybe and and then I'll get on the floor. At the end of the day, the number one reason why people leave you other than death and relocation is because they're not happy with yeah. their servant. And uh, yeah. the majority of that is, it happens due to a breakdown in communication with the stylist. Yeah. And that happens in the consultation. Yeah. So like the number one game changer of every stylist who could pick up from this is crush the consultation. Um, and then if they're still leaving you, it might be, for, it might be something outside of your control. You right. know, and it might be the salon, it might be the front desk, it might be like 
anyway, like it doesn't brand, like it has to be a brand fit, a cultural fit with not only you, but your customers as well, which kind of goes back to your point um, about wanting to like be a place where you feel like you fit. So I, this is great. Maybe you just have like advice uh, for a hiring manager or a salon on tips or tricks they could do to uh, do a better job. Um, well, I feel like the interviews that I have had um, so far for salons have been very generalized. You know, they tell me, um, you know, they tell me a lot about their salon and what they what type of clients they have and then the type of training that they do and how it goes and how long it usually lasts. And then um, I've noticed that a lot of um, hiring managers and salon owners avoid talking about compensation Um, it's not really a topic that they really bring up during the interview Um, until they hire you that's when they bring it up and that doesn't make me feel very comfortable not cool yeah I just I don't (laughs) agree with that if I feel like as a hairstylist you you need to know you have to have an idea of what you're getting yourself into especially when it comes to financial because for me, for an example, right now, I'm making a, a constant salary because I'm working a, a nine to five job. So when I go to a salon, how is my income going to fluctuate? What am I getting myself into financially? What type of sacrifices am I going to make to work for you? You know, I need to know these things before I make a decision to, to say, yeah, sign me up, you know? Totally. And I feel like it's unrealistic to not talk about that and talk about it very clearly if during the interview so that's that's definitely something I think that a lot of people should not shy away from talk about your your pay rate talk about what you're willing to offer me if you if you came up to me and you offered me an interview because of what you saw on my Instagram or you saw my work somewhere or a customer talked about me in your salon then what are you willing to offer me you know let me feel feel like I can envision myself working for you and willing to make those sacrifices or willing to make those financial um, decisions to be there with you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's a scary I'm, thing. Totally. You think that you're just a naturally uh, business and savvy or like, or like you have like clear cut goals or do you think that this is like an industry, uh, 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 um, what's it called? A generational thing. I think um, for, for me personally, I feel like I've always been a dreamer. Um, I'm, I, I've been told that I'm very ambitious and optimistic. And um, I'm trying to invest those qualities in myself in the right places. And something that hairdressing has given me are very big dreams. Um, I've met okay. very interesting people. I've met those people that is living the glamorous life of being a makeup artist and a hairstylist. And I've actually met um, Michelle Obama's makeup artist. And it was very humbling to meet him and to see how shy he was and how not well um, spoken he considers himself, although he did a really good job. But he was very shy. And, and he said that he started out being a shy person and not being well-spoken and not being um, too open to being exposed, but he put himself in a position and he put himself in environments to set himself up for success. 
And I nice. learned that from him. I grasped that from him. Like, okay, so I need to put myself in a place where I'm going to set myself up to be in that level of success. And look at him. He, he, he did the first lady's makeup. And <laughs> yeah. that was definitely not something he had gold, but he set himself yeah. up for that type of success. Right. And right. Um, imagine I, that Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He's blown up. laughs> yeah you'd be, you'd be like okay i quit <laughs> i'm done <laughs> i'm done I mean, made it. Hello. <laughs> i i mean it's just, it's just so like mind-blowing to me how such a how such a simple decision can set up can set up your future you just have to make the right decisions. Right. You have to think everything through. You can't just think about the money. You have to think about what they're willing to give you other than the money, you know, and how much do you think so, you're worth, you know? So I think um, I think it's important for everybody watching this, especially if you're a rising stylist, uh, you don't have to be savvy and you don't have to have it all figured out. But what you need to have if you want to be successful, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, Chinese proverb, uh, old ancient, like Chinese proverb that says a fool learns from his own mistakes and a wise man learns from others. And, uh, and like that, while that's not completely true in the world, but I would say it's a lot, a lot of truth in that. And um, so if you can like listen to people like yourself talk about, you know, the path, it sounds very much like just, just pay attention to the fact that drive and desire to be, to be the best or be good um, is more than a drive to make money. And mm -hmm. it means that you're going to invest yourself. So like, make sure that you end up in a place where they do all these things. Like, even if you don't know anything about business, you can just like rewatch this video over and over again and take notes and be like, be like, okay, I need to ask this question. I need to ask that question. I need to ask that. You know, yeah. and if anybody has any questions, feel free to message me or Haiti yeah. and I'll put your, uh, your little hat, your handle up as well. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I, this was great. I mean, I don't know if you have any questions for me, but, um, I'm ready to wrap it up if, unless you have something that you'd like to add or ask. Um, add or ask. I think I would like to add that what you just said that you don't really have to be business savvy. I definitely wasn't until, I was I basically awoken when I started going to Paul Mitchell and learning all those tools about being a visionary. Um, that's like a big thing with Paul Mitchell is um, you have to be a visionary to 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 be successful in, in school there. Um, and if you're not a visionary, you're not going to have what it takes to succeed there, um, to 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 represent the brand there. Right. So take that as a way to represent yourself. What do you, how do you see yourself in this industry in any shape or form, anything is possible. And if, if you could come up with something crazy, even better, because if you can stand out and you can make yourself your own, then more people are going to come to you because they want a piece of that. So that's what I really like about this industry is just the freedom of, of art and the freedom of expression. It's just, it's so nice. There's no, there's no industry like it. And it can be glamorous if you push for it. And it's, you own that. No one nice. can take that away from you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, 
thank you so much for this. Let's uh, let's wrap it up with a laugh. I have uh, I am ending I'm ending each uh, each episode with um, with asking hairdressers to share a story in which they was mortifying or horrifying. It can be with a client. It can be in class. Uh, you know, my my story I always tell people is um, I sliced the top of someone's ear off and it was dangling. <laughs> it's like, like this much was dangling. And you had to go get stitches. It was, oh man, my and my boss at the time for like ten years that I worked there uh, would always come up every time he was in my that guy was in my chair and said, "Watch the ear." <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so uh that's the story that stands out the most to me um and i feel like we all have one so do you have one to share um i, <laughs> I have had i have had a couple i think the one that stands out to me most is when i started um when i first started being on the floor at paul mitchell there was this client that came in and she was very angry. She was not happy with her service. She was complaining all over the place. It was my first day on the floor and I was shadowing and we ended up running into each other in the washroom. And she was, she was venting out to me and a friend that I, that was, that we were together because of this complaining, I felt compelled to tell my learning leader, Hey, this client is complaining. She's not happy. I think you should go in there and help the stylist. So she went in there and, um, you know, she she tried to settle her down. There was no one else available to, to do her hair. And she did not want the stylist doing her hair to do her hair. Mm. So because I was the face of reasoning, I guess, my teacher thought it was a great idea to to make me do her hair. All right. <laughs> and it, it was just a blow dry and curls. But mind you, I have not touched human hair at all. I've been touching mannequin hair. So I'm so I, she was like, is she an honor student? And my learning leader went, yes, I actually nominated her myself. She is an honor student. She will do a lovely job on you. And I said, wait, <laughs> why are you lying? Trial by fire. Wedding. I was sweating so bad because this, this client was so angry. And all of my classmates were literally in a corner, like. <laughs> I, I was literally holding the strainer, like, like I was straining death's hair and like trying to put a curl in it. I was so nervous and I knew the lady could feel it. She did like her hair. She left happy. Okay. Okay. But I was, I was mortified because. I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh man, that's great. It's like, it's like, I'm gonna, uh, I'm sure it was like, oh, you can, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna like take care of her, you can like, you, you know, that's, that happens in the salon a lot. It's like, you go into the basement and someone's like, someone's like, this person does not like this person. And it's like, oh, so maybe you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. I don't know. Why. Do I want the complainer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I feel like the complicated, the complicated clients, like the clients are that need a little bit extra attention, they gravitate towards me. That's good. So, that's a positive. Cool. I mean, it works, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you gotta approach everybody with the same level of like respect and appreciation. Um, 
Well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, again, everybody, this is Haiti, and she, uh, it's uh, Haiti Gonzalez, and she is a rising stylist. Uh, so you can message her if you want to get in touch with her. Otherwise, um, we'll check you all later. Uh, thanks again. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.